0: CHAPTER 1 OF ALICE, OR THE WAGES OF SIN This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Ashley M. ALICE, OR THE WAGES OF SIN, by Frederick Worden Pangborn. GIVEN UP BY THE WATERS moan moan ye dying gales the saddest of your tales is not so sad as life nor have you e'er began a theme so wild as man or with such sorrow rife darling mamie come home if you wish to see your mother alive l p m thus read a note among the personals of a metropolitan journal which was in everybody's hands on a chilly october morning not many years ago Nearly everybody read this journal, and many read this short item addressed to darling Mamie. A few even paused in thought to wonder, in a passing way, who the writer might be, and to whom the appeal might be addressed. Such a notice was not like the majority of those in the same column with it. It came not from silly intrigant, shrewd scoundrel, wily lawyer, or dashing swell. Its message was of a different tone from those above and below it it had not to do with clandestine meetings or estates to be had for the asking and the fees in england its message was simple and not at all mysterious but it told a tale of terror sorrow and suspense a tale of breaking hearts and of souls full of misery a dying mother's last appeal to a wayward daughter a last chance offered a lost girl to come again to the loving heart which had cared for her from the cradle It was sent broadcast over the land in the hope that the wanderer might see it and come home only one who had been the sender of such a message could know the pain of suspense which must follow its publication the restless nights the listening for the ring of the doorbell the hurried reading of the papers in vain searching for an answering message the reiterated will it find her oh will she see it of the voice and heart each heart knoweth its own bitterness and each must suffer for itself we can felicitate another in his happiness sometimes congratulate him we can mourn with him in his sorrow but seldom intelligently sympathize with him only to those who have themselves passed through the dark valley is the profundity of this darkness known to know what it is to suffer one must suffer himself and of all sorrows the sorrow of a breaking heart is the sorrow which must oftenest sob itself to rest in its own tears such were the heart-throbs which appeared in that little two-line notice did they awake an answering throb in the heart of the lost wanderer to whom alone of all the vast multitude who might read them they were addressed did this last pleading turn back the stray lamb to its mother's fold even though but to see her die alas like many another piteous appeal did this one go wailing forth only to be lost in empty air did it not find in its broadcast multiplication an answering heart was this already sorrow burdened mother heart to be denied that one last solace before it should cease to beat and be forever still was she to die with the despairing eli eli lama sabachthani on her quivering lips such things make it hard to believe in the mercy of god after months of agonizing prayer months of untiring search here there everywhere with all the help that man can give and money can buy can it be that in the end no ray of light shall break in upon such darkness that the end shall be even as the beginning can such things be and not wring from the soul that cry my god my god why hast thou forsaken me the god-man not refrain from such a feeling of despair and shall a mother be stronger than christ was this dying woman to pass away with this cry on her lips it were hard to think it but let the story tell itself and perhaps the reader may find a lesson teaching how much evil may follow a bad beginning and how the sins of man may come back upon its own head and even involve the innocent in the doom of the guilty many of the numerous readers of that newspaper which appeared that chill october morning read in another column another article of somewhat more public interest but none of the readers it is safe to say thought of connecting it in any way with the two line notice already quoted the item of news was one which interested the newspaper reporters and police officials for a short time and which read as follows last night at one thirty o'clock Some men employed at the National Steamship docks found the body of a young woman floating in the water. The woman was apparently about 17 years of age, fair hair, hazel eyes, light complexion, and her features were regular and handsome. She was dressed in an old black alpaca dress, but her underclothing was of a quality too fine to correspond with the dress, and bespoke good circumstances on the part of the wearer nothing by which the girl could be identified was found on the body she was taken to the morgue so read the tourist newspaper account of a woman's sad death the corpse of the dead girl was exposed in the city morgue for the customary period many came to gaze upon the calm features now free from all signs of trouble and many remarked the beauty of the face but none knew who she was and so, in due time, she is buried in the public plot of the cemetery, there to rest, unknown and forgotten, through the rolling years. While other sad depths and other women's woes should entrust the world in their turn, and pass on into oblivion like herself and her sorrow. End of given up by the waters. Recording by Ashley M.